good day and welcome to Holding Fast. How is your anchor holding today? Is it gripped firmly to the solid rock of the Word of God? Good to welcome you to the podcast today. And once again, we're turning our attention towards some scripture reading that we've been doing. I really find that I, I don't have enough opportunities to really share the little nuggets of truth that God lays on my heart as I read through our yearly Bible reading. And if you've been doing that, you'll find out that you've been, you'll discover that you've been reading in the book of Joshua just lately. As of this podcast, it would have been uh, this morning. And it was, a, it was a rich time of reading as I just sat there and meditated on the truth of God's Word. And I have my notepad laying next to me and I can write little notes of things that really uh, uh, capture my attention. And in Joshua chapter 2, we read of a famous story that I've read about all since childhood. And it's funny how things kind of stand out to you differently as the years go by. But Joshua chapter 2 reminds me, actually it reminded me of a great uh, stanza of a hymn that we sing in church sometimes. This is not a hymn history podcast, but there was a line from a hymn that came to my mind, and maybe you could recognize it. Wonderful grace of Jesus, reaching the most defiled by its transforming power, making him God's dear child. You've probably sung that before. I know I have many times. And that particular stanza comes to mind when you read the story of this woman named Rahab. In Joshua chapter 2, you'll remember that Joshua is leading the people of God, uh, getting ready to over the Jordan River. And in order to prepare for that, he sends out two spies. They come to Jericho uh, and they make their way to Rahab's house. Uh, Now, she was not a reputable woman. She was a woman who had, well, she was reputable, but for the wrong reasons. And uh, the Bible says she was a harlot. And so they came there. Perhaps she ran a a, a hostel or something of that nature, a place where people would stay as they would come into town, which is often the case because every town is going to have a lodging place somewhere. And so Rahab had that, and her her particular uh, um, home happened to be on the city wall. And so you remember the story. I don't want to take a lot of time with that, but uh, the the uh, two spies come to Rahab's home, and she hides them even when the king of Jericho is seeking to find them. Now, when I read down through the passage, there's really a couple of really unusual things that that come out in this story that I think are are purposeful. They're there for emphasis, and that is that, of course, the main character is a woman in this story. Uh, her name is mentioned several times as her story is told throughout the Bible. Uh, the real theme of this whole message is kind of an, an underlying pointed statement that God is making. By the way, it's a theme that shouldn't surprise us. It runs from Genesis to Revelation throughout the whole Bible. You remember what Rahab hung from her window to identify her as the one who helped the spies? And if you remember what that is, it was what? It was a scarlet thread. It was some type of of a rope that was hung from the window that testified of who she was and that when the Israelites came upon the city, they would be able to identify her home and the inhabitants, uh, the people inside that home would be safe. The real theme of this whole story in Joshua chapter 2 is once again the grace of God. 
not only when the Israelites crossed the river and they attacked Jericho, uh, not only were they spared in the invasion of the city, but this God-fearing woman, interestingly enough, I'm just startled by this when I read the story, but interestingly enough, Matthew chapter 1 and verse 5 in the New Testament says that Rahab was in the genealogy of Jesus. Uh, That's a work of grace. I don't care how you put it. Uh, She's one of the few women in that Hebrew hall of faith in Hebrews chapter 11 that has, uh, as it were, a star placed in the sidewalk. Uh, she was in the Hebrew Hall of Fame. She was a harlot formerly. And that reminds me of that testimony song that says, I don't know what sinner you are, but I know what a Savior he is. That's the case. And there's a lot of things that mark this spiritually changed woman. It's not something that you have to guess at, but it's a remarkable statement of her faith, the things that she comes out with. In fact, in Joshua chapter 2, her confession of faith is very commendable. I mean, it speaks volumes. He, she said in verse 8, now before, let's see here, let me get the right verse here. Uh, verse 8 says, Uh, And before they were laid down, talking about the man, she came up unto them on the roof, and she said unto the man, I know that the Lord hath given you the land, and that your terror is fallen upon us, and that all the inhabitants of the land faint because of you. For we have heard how the Lord dried up the water of the Red Sea for you when ye came out of Egypt, and what ye did unto the two kings of the Amorites that were on the other side Jordan, Sion and Og, whom ye utterly destroyed. And as soon as we heard these things, our hearts did melt, neither did there remain any more courage in any man because of you. For the Lord, your God, he is God in heaven above and in earth beneath." Well, my goodness, that was quite the statement coming from this woman. Uh, She literally had so little light of teaching compared to the rest of the Israelites, and yet that grain of mustard seed faith uh, was of more value than we could possibly imagine, to the point where she, that belief made her willing to risk her own life among those that were in the city. And so certainly uh, in the, that expression of faith, it's, it's, it's worthy of more. Look, verse 9, I, I just have to point that out. She said, I know the Lord hath given you the land. Now, maybe she heard that because of the strength of the armies of Israel. Maybe she was just stating that I know that you have the power to do what you want to do. But it's, it uh, appears to me that as we read the text, that she had an active faith that was very strong, stronger than even some people who call themselves believers. Of course, that prompts the question from all of us today. We have so much light from the Word of God, so much teaching from Scripture. And I think so often we're tempted to uh, live according to what we think or how we feel rather than what God's Word says. Um, many know, uh, th- th- for instance, that we're not supposed to be anxious or worried, but how many of us do it? I know it's a struggle we all have. Well, her choice for the God of Israel, which was in verse 11, her rejection of Jericho, was rewarded in the sparing of her life. 
uh, Rahab had a desire for her family to be saved too. Did you note that in verse 12 and 13? I highlight that for you because it's good for us to meditate on. Verse 12, Now therefore I pray you swear unto me by the Lord, since I have showed you kindness, that you also show kindness unto my father's house and give me a true token, and that ye will save alive my father, my mother, my brethren, my sisters, and all that they have and deliver our lives from death. You know, when somebody really has faith in the power of God and in His grace, they get concerned for others that are around them as well. And I think that's why we need to meditate frequently on our own salvation and forgiveness. In one of the Bible's most potent, powerful symbols, Rahab is literally told that she needs to put a scarlet thread in the window for her salvation. And I believe uh, many pastors through the generations have pointed out that what a picture of the blood of Jesus Christ, that scarlet thread that is woven from Genesis to Revelation, that the shedding of blood is required for the remission of sins. How precious is the flow that washes white as snow. Is that scarlet thread in your window? Is it in the window of your heart? How about your family? So that you can sing that song with me wonderful grace of Jesus, greater than all my sin. How shall my tongue describe it? Where shall my mouth begin? Walk with Him today, will you? Meditate on His great grace to you. God bless.